This week, we're trying to figure out if another new hotel is coming to Universal before telling you which attractions to try based on similar rides over at Disney World. From the Bob Varley studio, this is episode 12 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hey, everyone. Uh, we're back once again to talk about all things Universal Orlando. I'm Craig Williams. And I'm Sean Thompson. And uh, this week we've got a, a really, really fun segment coming up uh, talking about uh, what you absolutely have to check out at Universal, depending on whether or not you like certain rides at Disney, which came from the brilliant, brilliant mind of Sean Thompson. Yeah, well, it's so brilliant. So That guy's great. Well, you are, but do you want to well, explain anything else about it? Well, sure. So, so my basic idea was, I think that a lot of people that are listeners to our show or viewers of our show are very familiar with Disney attractions. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm one of those people. So my idea was let's equate some of those things that people will experience at Universal with some of the things that people are probably more used to at Disney. So yeah. if you like this sort of attraction, if you like this experience, whatever, go to Universal and try this out. So, that sounds really awesome, and yeah. I can't wait to talk about it. I'm um, so excited. And, you know, we, uh, we will get to that in a little while. But uh, before we get to that, we actually want to talk about uh, what's trending now at Universal Orlando. Yeah, that's good. Let's... You, what? You want to? You want to talk about what's trending? Yes, I do want to talk. I just want to make sure everything's good with the feed. So. Oh, okay. That's good. Yes. Well, first off, Royal Pacific. Okay. What's happening with Royal Pacific? There's a planned expansion um, that... Okay. First off, let me get to it. Universal and Lowe's Hotel recently filed plans with Orange County to secure permits for a new hotel expansion right between Royal Pacific and Cabana Bay. Okay. So the actual plans themselves, which we don't have because I don't know how to go into a courthouse and break in and steal these files that other people know that they do. Uh, okay. Uh, I just don't do it. But... So they filed these plans, and they are the expansion area is kind of right beside Royal Pacific, across the road from Cabana Bay, uh -huh. and it says right on the files Royal Pacific expansion. Sure, because I did I did look at them. I just don't have them here. You just didn't break into the courthouse. Um, exactly. Okay. But rumors are actually mixed between whether or not it's going to be the expansion to Royal Pacific, or if it could be multiple hotels coming. Okay. Sure. So, uh, because it, how, how big is the land? Did they specify exactly how big it is? It, I've it's seen not it, very big. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's a huge plot of land, but I always look at these, these giant areas and mm -hmm. think, what can they actually put on there? It's, it's so small. And then they end up putting a huge hotel or like, you know, if you're at Disney world and you look around Bay Lake and they, they said, well, oh, we're supposed to have six hotels here or something sure. to begin with. And then you look at that land and look like there, there's no room to put anything else, but uh, these theme park people always find They're a way. They're wizards, you it's, might it, say. It's very yeah. Jurassic Park. Life okay. will find a way. Theme parks will find a way. Yeah. Um, and part of the rumor, though, goes to the fact that uh, the that Wet n' Wild is kind of down the road. Sure. And I guess Universal used to own a lot of land in between there and Wet n' Wild. And so they do own Wet n' Wild, mm -hmm. if you weren't familiar with that. Uh, so maybe they might try to even buy some of that land back in between and build stuff there. That would be interesting. Do you think that they would expand Wet n' Wild, or do you think they would just bring people closer to both sections of their well, their properties? At one point, I heard that a new water park would go in, but then yeah. thinking about it, uh, Wet n' Wild is actually popular despite my – I never want to go there. Um, the thing about Wet n' Wild is weird for me. It's so close to I-4. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a, a – a, good water park and i've never been there so i don't want to judge it i, I can't give a good opinion about it, that's, on it but that's not even the weird part about it for me the weird part about it for me is that it's it's kind of like uh, any water park you could go to anywhere else in the world okay it's not 
it's there's nothing really unique there are a lot of fun slides and stuff yeah but it it doesn't have that theming like uh typhoon lagoon or exactly Beach. i completely agree yeah and, but one of the whenever i was researching it one of the facts that i found is that what and wild used to be the most visited water park in the world up until 1999 what happened in 1999 um i guess they finally decided that typhoon and blizzard well blizzard opened but, up in 98 didn't it 98 so i have a feeling so, there's that's probably involved that, somehow that probably yeah. was. So there might be something happening that way. Um, yeah. But I'm going to believe the plans that actually say Royal Pacific Expansion. I do, too. Um, I think that would be interesting. I love that resort. Well, I've been able to visit it a little bit recently. And one of the things they're talking about adding on, well, the rumors, so they go, okay. are that they're going to add on the family suites kind of in the same style of Cabana Bay. Yeah. So that way um, you have Royal Pacific, which is considered a deluxe hotel, mm-hmm. but then they're also going to have a branch of it that is uh, equipped with the family suites and okay. accommodate more people. And, but however, they're also saying that the perks for that would be, would be gone. Like you're not going to get the express pass if you stay at a family oh, that's weird. suite. It, it is, but I mean, huh. well, cause to me, it almost sounds like kind of the villas or the suites that you would find in a Disney deluxe resort. So I mean like the grand Floridian villas, I know it's not DVC related. There's no timeshare, but well, that, that would make even more it, sense it to me. It feels like, like there's that quality there. I don't know why you wouldn't get those perks, but no, I mean, considering it is already a deluxe resort, but yeah. they could, they could step it up to the next level. However, uh, from everything I've heard recently about people staying there, it's, it's kind of slipped definitely well under hard rock and portofino in terms of the quality of the hotel wow, okay which i mean judging we've been to the restaurants a lot recently yeah and just the common areas i've never seen the rooms or anything yeah but all those areas are still so well kept so yeah. i don't know what's going on with the rooms. Sure. it's kind of lowering it so maybe something that actually is more high-end would actually help out okay but hmm. actually i'm gonna say actually four more times yeah please i and think that's then, the theme yeah well just yeah actually but so, um Go, nice. go ahead. Sorry. Okay. No, I'm, I think I'm good. Uh, you want to no, move I'm, on to the next one? Yeah, I'm uh, ready to talk about okay. the next one. I'm pretty um, excited about this one. You want me to? Well, it's okay. kind of breaking news, so go ahead. It is breaking news. So we the next uh, trending now topic is uh, soft openings of Diagon Alley yeah. at Universal Studios Florida. And we've just learned that today, within the past few hours, I believe this afternoon, they started to soft open uh, Hogwarts Express. Yeah. That went in for uh, some actual guests are, are now in the parks last night i believe was the first night that the package guests were able to go in mm-hmm. so we knew that paying guests who who booked the special package were going to be able to go into the park yep. and i believe that a few a lucky few were able to actually ride escape from gringotts but i think it did have some issues so they were asked to leave but there was no guarantee they, they were evac and everything yeah but today marks the first time that guests that have not booked a special package are able to experience something from Diagon Alley, and it's yeah. not in the section but it's at least Hogwarts Express, and they were able to go all the way to Hogsmeade, and then I'll go all the way back to uh, King's Cross. Yeah, and, I mean that's huge. The, yeah. the people who booked the the package were promised some time in there, an exclusive preview of exactly. it. Exactly. So what they were getting was two hours in there. Uh huh. Um, from five o'clock to seven o'clock was that first night, and I believe that was the same for this one. I'm guessing that's going to be the trend. Uh, they're going to show off dinner at Leaky Cauldron more than anything else. Yeah. So they get that time at night. If everything's working, specifically Escape from Gringotts, then they'll get to experience that. If not, then they get to still do all the shopping, exactly. all the food yeah. they, they're doing. Celestina Warbeck, and I don't like that show. I know you don't, um, which upsets me. But but they're they're doing everything in there. Yeah. But that, it's kind of huge that they did uh, Diagon Alley this way, having the train not technically drop you off inside. Cause first off that doesn't work according to the books or the movies. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. But second, it was kind of considered a nightmare for people who do get off that train and expect mm-hmm. to go right in to find out that they actually are going to have to get a wait time ticket before they can get in there. So that's, that's terrible. However, I don't think Diagon Alley is going to soft open itself while these vacation packages are still yeah. happening. I think it's going to be locked tight until July 8th, okay. whenever the grand opening happens. But the fact that we kind of completely overlooked that all the all this people waiting for soft opens could still go on Hogwarts Express without going in Diagon Alley, well, that's kind of a huge thing. I think it's a brilliant idea on Universal's part because this is one of the most logistically complicated parts, mm-hmm. having people either have the two-park pass or that need to upgrade. Yeah. So I think if they're they're practicing the part that I think is going to require the most, the, the most attention to detail at least. I totally aside agree. from the attractions like Escape from Gringotts, but uh, from what I'm hearing, people are are already jumping at the chance to upgrade their tickets so that they can take the train 
f- the full way over yeah. to Hogsmeade instead of just you know looking at the train station. No, and I mean I, I'm guessing the trend from now on actually is well for the next week people are only going to stick with that one park pass if they know they can't ride the train. But yeah, of yeah. course, once once it happens, everyone's going to start buying this two park pass. And I agree. It's it's good to hear that people are being happy about upgrading. And I mean, if Universal wouldn't have thought about actually putting ticket sales mm-hmm. out front there that could have turned into an app i mean that, that's disaster. one of the most important things you, you can't tell people you can't ride the ride unless you go back to the front of the park upgrade your ticket and then go back so I'm, i mean this is we've talked about this before this is a brilliant idea on universal's part yeah you i yeah. mean you can but you're just really mean so and i mean there's, there's not really a lot else coming out from that so there's still no definitive answer on whether or not soft opens will happen every day yeah or what's going on with it um but for people who aren't lucky enough to experience the soft openings, hopefully you tuned in um, last night on June 30th. There's such a DVR well, you, yeah. for the Meredith Vieira Harry Potter special. And we have Meredith with us. <laughs> we do have Meredith with us. Oh, right on the oh, side. Look. Oh, look. Uh, she's right there. Yeah, so uh, he, Universal got to do – I'm so excited about Meredith Vieira. Uh, Universal teamed up with NBC, which is another part of you know NBC Universal, so it's the same company. Um, but they put on this hour-long – behind the scenes of Diagon Alley TV special. Yeah. And I, I thought it was great. Um, it was an hour long, and it, it actually went into pretty good detail. I was surprised at a lot of the parts that they, they showed us. They, they did it in kind of a timeline format where they went back four years or something when they oh, yeah. started to talk about expanding uh, Wizarding World. Yeah, and they discussed the sketches. They discussed the team they brought on. They discussed how the train was built in Switzerland, and then they brought it over. And oh yeah, and I mean my favorite part besides the the pre-taped clips of Daniel Radcliffe from four years ago, <laughs> whenever the first uh, yeah. Wizarding World came out. Um, uh-huh. My my absolute favorite part was getting to see the behind the scenes on whenever they were actually filming the scenes for Escape from Gringotts agree. and the Hogwarts Express. Yeah, that was so cool seeing the characters actually back in their gear and and even that was two years ago. I know. Yeah. They've changed so much since then. <laughs> I, and I, was I just mean the fact that it just opened and they filmed those parts for this ride two years ago. Well, the best part, and I don't want to give away too many spoilers, but it's it's very hard on the ride to yeah. actually tell that that's actual Ron Weasley. Because as we discussed uh, on the last show about okay. Diagon Alley, um, Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson did not film any scenes or no. dialogue for it. But Ron Weasley did. And... Uh, and he's on this special, and they make it seem like he's a big deal. And when people get there and find out that he like is barely in it, I think a I, lot see, of people will you be know, disappointed. You know about that. I, I, he yes. has a small part in it? It's very, very oh, small. Okay. I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he actually put his head up against the train window whenever you see that on the Hogwarts Express. But yeah. No, it was a really excellent <laughs> special. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I, I hope that they... At least this encourages people to do more of these. I, I know we shouldn't really talk about Disney too much, but I would love to see this kind of stuff be done, being done with Disney. Yeah, it I mean, was I like there's no reason not to. It was so, it's just great publicity. Being at home watching this hour-long show, I know that if I hadn't been there, even if I, if I have already been there, yeah. all I wanted to do was get right back into Diagon Alley. And I mean, Disney does the generic Travel Channel specials that they kind of just update no, anymore. Not to the sixth No, it was. It, it's not nearly no. that good. And like, I can only think back to when Cars Land opened up. If they would have done a behind-the-scenes special like this. Even New Fantasyland. I, you know, uh, these oh, things. I agree. Yeah. yeah. No, it, the problem is with that, though, is... It always seems to turn into commercials. And yeah, this was one giant commercial, but it did not it wasn't appear blatant. that way. It was, it was done really well, and there was enough information to, make, to, to give people yep. that it was a behind-the-scenes look, not a commercial. So, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it, it was an excellent show. If you didn't get the chance to win or watch it, then find a way to go back and steal it. Or I, would hope, <laughs> I would hope it's on demand some places. I don't know if NBC is going to have it on their website, but... They should. Maybe. I haven't checked yet. They'll probably do reruns on like uh, MSNBC, like their their other networks, like, like CNBC. You can never get enough of Meredith Vieira. Meredith Vieira. So. Although she wasn't even here. It was just like she narrated it and did like a green screen kind of thing. Yeah. It probably wasn't even her. Can you blame her? But. Yeah. Well, I think that's about everything that's actually trending now sure. at Universal. There's nothing um, else important. But. So I really want to get onto the segment that we have planned because it's okay. really awesome. Yes. But before we get to that, I think it's time to announce the winner. Should we? Of the interactive one. Okay, I'm excited. Well, you didn't let me actually explain what they were winning. I'm so sorry. Maybe they forgot. Good lord. So, if you didn't watch last week, we uh, 
we said we are giving away two weeks ago. We said we are giving mm-hmm. away an interactive wand that can be used in Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley. Uh, really awesome technology. It's great. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and all you had to do was some way reach out to us using Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Smoke signals. Smoke anything. signals. Yeah. As long as it had the hashtag DizDiagonAlley and let us know why you wanted to go there. Yeah. And we chose one person. We did. And before we do that, I just want to say that we got so many great responses. We did. It was really nice to see comments on Facebook and the, the hashtag was on Twitter. And I know. It was pretty cool. Yeah. So. And a lot of people were excited about different things. Yes. So I, I was happy about the response. But um, yeah. Should it, we get right to it? Yeah. Let me know who the winner is. All right. So we, we chose Paige Lou on Twitter. Uh, her, her Twitter handle, which I'm going to screw up, is Paige Nevin 3 Mm-hmm. So she uh, she explained why she's excited. She has a trip planned, so I'm very excited that she gets to have this wand, and hopefully it makes her trip cool. And we get, we will uh, comment, we will uh, write to her and get her information. Yes. But congratulations, congratulations, yes. and thank you so much for uh, for to everybody for writing in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we actually want to start getting more engaged with all all you people out there watching, listening. Um, so if you are watching right now, yes. you can see at the top of the screen there's a hashtag. Diz Universal. If you start uh, using that hashtag, then we will see it, and then we'll write back to you if it's anything important. <laughs> if it's not, we'll just see it, acknowledge it, and ignore it. It's very subjective. Um, but you know, every, from each week, we might yeah. use it for a special giveaway. We might do something else with it. So make exactly. sure you're using that hashtag. Yeah, just say things to us. It we doesn't need. have to be nice things. I mean, I prefer it to be nice things, but we do need friends, and we need friends at Universal. <laughs> we do need friends. So yeah. But, yep, use the hashtag. And exactly something else you can use the hashtag for. We have a really fun game for everyone to play. It is a game. Yeah. Yeah. So I have the picture, but I will, can I, I'll talk about it. Okay. We, we're going to play a game where uh, we will have a photo of something in at Universal Resort or mm-hmm. Universal Orlando Resort. Um, it could be in the parks. I think we'll probably end up doing maybe a couple resort ones, whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll, anything. Anything from Universal. Um, we're going to take the photo and we'll put a blur on it so it's you can't immediately tell what it is. Yeah. And then we will put it out there. We'll post it to Facebook, Twitter. We'll show you right now on the show. And then we will, uh, if you get the answer right, out of the people that get the answer right, we will choose a winner. And what will the what will the thing be? They will win a special prize that has yet been okay. decided. Good. I'm not the only one that has no idea. It might be <laughs> a gift card for a set amount of money, and it might not. We have to figure out what we can give away. Announced at a later date. Yeah, that's yes. not our job. So, so should we show the first photo in this game? I think we absolutely okay. should show it. So, so figure out where this is from. This, yeah, it's mysterious. So like I said, we will also, if you're, if you're listening, we can, we'll put it on Twitter and Facebook on our accounts. So you'll yep. be able to find it there. So, and on our Facebook, facebook.com slash disunplugged. And Twitter is at disunplugged. Yep. So make sure you're following and liking both of those. So that way you can actually see this. So after a week, if no one's gotten it right, we'll uh, reduce the blurriness a little more. Yeah. So I I forgot to mention that part. But yeah, if it's too difficult, we'll uh, we'll tone it back a bit. And so it'll be easier to guess. But But I have a feeling. Well, that's what's nice about having two weeks in between. So that way we can make sure that more people have a chance at winning. Something that we don't even know yet. <laughs> an, an amazing secret prize. It, well, yeah. You know, details. But but it's going to be fun. So just, just tell us what you think it is. Look Hashtag for that. or Facebook. Facebook.com slash DizUnplugged. Yes. At DizUnplugged. Uh, well, with that, I think it's time for our uh, Spotlight on the Universe. Yes, shall we? That's a pun. That, okay, yeah. It's a pun. Spotlight on really the Universe. Is it really a pun? Sure. Uh, and this week, we're saying, if you like this... Then try that. Yeah. Like this? Or at least that's what I'm saying. I don't know what it's called. So, But the basic gist is you are familiar with something at Disney. Try this Mm -hmm. experience, ride, show, whatever, at Universal. Yeah. Because they're comparable. They're not exact. And we'll go into some specifics that we've we've come up with. Um, But I I think that they, at the the root of it, it's either the same type of ride or the same type of experience. So, So, I mean, whenever you explain this concept to me, uh, I understood where you were coming from <laughs> mm-hmm. with it, and maybe I'm wrong, and I just wasn't listening to you. But the way I see it is uh, a lot of the feedback we get from anyone who hears us talking about Universal yeah. saying, I, I like, I kind of like the way you guys are saying it all, but the the topic just really doesn't interest me in sure, general. Sure, yeah. And, you know, that kind of hurts for us uh-huh. to actually hear it because... 
you know, we, we love Universal now. Well, I've always loved it since I've started going. Sure, you have. You just recently learned about it. So well, I, I heard tell of it, but but uh, in general, everyone likes what what's happening. But we want to we want to actually show you why to go. OK, uh, sure. And I think that the attractions are the biggest part of it. There's good food there. There's not so good food there. <laughs> there's good attractions there. There's there are not so good attractions there. But we want to talk about some yes. that might say like, oh, but everything you're saying applies to almost every theme park, you know, so it's I not just know. doesn't okay. apply to Six Flags, <laughs> Six Flags, Texas, <laughs> the one right on the road. All right. Sound effects. So let's start with uh, an easy first one. OK, um, so d- sh- should we mention uh, the Disney one first or do you want to mention the Universal one first? Um. Your, it's, your it's, call. I think we should probably uh, t- just mention the Disney one first. So, okay. Um, Peter Pan's Flight, which I think we're all pretty familiar with at, uh, at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, it's I a dark think, ride. I think so. Um, if, if you like that type of experience, very few thrills. It's a pretty basic, um, and it's not an omni-mover, but it's, mm-hmm. it's a slow-moving vehicle. Um, I think we would compare it most to E.T. Absolutely. And if you like that experience on Peter Pan, definitely try E.T. Do not leave that park without going on E.T. Yeah, and I mean... Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I love most about E.T. Mm-hmm. is the fact that, for our generation at least, it's something that I grew up on. I don't know yeah. if you were kind oh, of absolutely. the same way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, granted, growing up, I always watched Peter Pan, too, and sure. I have an affinity for that. But mm-hmm. I really actually have one for E.T. And the first time I went on it was as an adult. And despite being afraid from it and thinking that <laughs> if if there's such thing as a bad acid trip, then this is what it's actually probably okay, like. Yeah. Despite thinking that it was still like a, a flashback to childhood. Sure. And that's what I loved about it. And that's good. I think a lot of people love about Peter Pan. First off, it's both rides use a really cool overhead system mm-hmm. of how it the moves on the suspended track. From, yeah. from, from the ceiling. Peter so. Pan, you fly on yeah. the, uh, the ship ET, you ride on bikes. I feel like you can't even describe the the ride vehicle in ET no properly it's a row of sixteen bikes yeah on on, on a on well not straight across no I'm sorry four, so four, it's four. Four, four by four yeah full size bicycles yeah with some uh, like lowered handlebars yeah that come onto your your lap and you hold and you put your feet up on the pedals and then the whole thing rises up and you go through through the attraction yeah and I mean in 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 a sense it is like the same thing as Peter Pan yeah. For the most part, I mean, they even do well, instead of flying over London and seeing it down yeah. below with black light, uh-huh. they do flying over California, and yeah, I mean, just a nondescript desert part of California. It but, is, but there's a city. You see, you see lights and stuff. I, I think the best way I could describe it is it's Peter Pan, but taken to a, such a bigger level. Oh yeah, a, a bigger scale. I mean, it's everything is huge, full size people animatronics in the yeah. forest and, and it tells the story and it takes you a little further but i, th- I think it's great yeah and yeah. I, I think anyone from our generation and older would try it right away yeah. just knowing it's et but for people who are kind of weary on it don't really like et that much but they like that simple type of dark ride exactly it's perfect go for on them. it yes um so i like that so mm-hmm. let's say if you're at disney and you're a little more into the interactive exactly type rides, yes so there you have Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin, mm-hmm. and you have Toy Story Midway, Midway Mania. Mania. And both are very – they're uh, kind of carnival rides where yep. you have a, a gun that has a laser and then you have to work towards shooting yep. certain targets and then your score goes up, blah, blah, blah. And, and that's how this works. Um, at Universal, they have something very similar in Men in Black. Yeah. Yes. So the uh, premise of Men in Black is you're at the World's Fair or you're, you're at the location of it and you're going to see an exhibit – and then something happens, aliens happen, you have to go through this pre-show, and then they bring you in, and then you sit in this vehicle, and you have to shoot the gun at the aliens. That was very close. Well, a for effort. So what else, what's wrong? Well, you, you end up at the MIB, and you go through the training facility, and you start your training on your things, and then once you start your training, then all of a sudden there's an alien attack. Okay. Hence but the I feel name, like that, Men in Black, what I said was right. Attack. It was close enough. <laughs> okay. um, but, yeah, it's... It's a different style in the way you sit. You have three people in two row in each car. Yes, it's three uh-huh. and then three behind it. The three behind are on an elevated platform, so yeah. it is different in that sense. It's a little odd. We were in the back side. row. We had to kind of reach over people's heads. Yeah, to to, to make our targets. And yep. my main issue with Men in Black: Alien Attack, it's it's a fun ride, um, especially if you're fans of the film. Um, mm-hmm. 
I, I only say Men in Black because anyone who's a fan of Men in Black 2 and 3 is... I'll, I'll move on. Okay. I'll move on. This is all you. Men in Black 1, that, that's okay. fun. And it's a good movie. Yeah. And the ride actually takes a lot of, of fun fun energy from it. And uh, But in terms of how you actually play the game and shoot the gun, it's it's just luck of the draw. Uh, with Buzz Lightyear... You know, you're shooting at the little uh, the little cameras or IR sensors, whatever yeah. it is. Toy, Toy Story Midway Mania, you actually see what you're shooting at on the 3D screen, on the screen right in front yeah. of you. This, you can see little red lights shooting at aliens. And then sometimes you'll you'll shoot at them over and over again and nothing, nothing will happen happens. to your score. And then other times. I'll it, be honest, I wasn't paying too much attention. I knew I was trying to get a higher score. Yeah, but I wasn't really registering whether I hit something and then the score. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like it's all just random. I, I know <laughs> yeah. there is something around it, but it, for people who do like that general type of attraction, it's something different. And I mean, it's almost like like knocked up a couple notches just because of the spinning aspect. And I do want to talk about that real quick. Is that it's more intense than the the two Disney equivalents that we talked about, Midway Mania and uh, and Buzz Lightyear, yeah. and the fact that it spins very quickly, um, so much so that I was on the verge of kind of getting sick. So. I don't know if I would so much do it again, but if you're someone that likes that kind of spinning and that thrill, but then also that interactive quality too. It's almost a good ride for someone who likes a little more uh, souped up type ride like that, but yeah. you, you don't even have to play the game to enjoy it. It's actually probably more fun if you're just sitting there and watching the bad looking aliens Well, that's the thing. I, down. In addition to, the, to, the, to that, I want to say that it's, it's good quality um, atmosphere. Yeah. So it's, there's no screens involved. It's all animatronics. It's things that are happening around you. Yeah. It's not kind of a virtual reality thing where you're wearing glasses. It's, you're in that environment. So Except for I Will like Smith that. at the end. There is Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can't is have. Tommy Lee Jones there or no? No, of course not. Oh. He was smart. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so uh, just to preface this next type of attraction, okay. um, Motion simulators. We know that there's a ton of them at Universal. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of what they've been doing recently has been based off of motion simulators. Yeah. Disney, really, anymore. You you can argue that a dinosaur is a moving motion simulator, and we'll talk about that later. But then kind of Soren's in the same way. It's a moving motion simulator. And then you have Star Tours, though. Yeah. That is your old school style stay-in-one-place simulator. and They shove you in a box, and then they shake the box until you're ill. And yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly right. Um, Universal technically doesn't have that, uh -huh. but they do have a different version in Simpsons and Despicable Me Minion Mayhem. Yes. So I know that you would get. Well, you've done Despicable Me. I have done Despicable Me. And it's, you closed it, your eyes. I did. It's it's a theater. So yeah. you sit in a theater, which was I thought was very interesting. It's not so much the the capsule like you described. Universal doesn't really yeah. have those. So you're sitting in a theater. So I thought it was going to be fine. But then each section of the theater does its own kind of like movement. Yeah. And I know that there are seats in the back, you told me, that are reduced motion. Right, right or... at the front. Oh, they're in, in the, the front, front of the, of the screen. Theater. They have okay. a, um, a non-moving yeah. platform. It's like just a bench that you can sit on to still watch the movie yeah. and see everything. You just don't get the, the moving yeah. part of it. So it's like watching a normal 3D movie. Sure. Um, but then you also have The Simpsons, which is kind of on the same level as despicable me okay um it's the exact same you sit in a car and you're just moving around however what you do there is you get in your car and you're in this tiny room and then they lift you up mm -hmm. and that gets you into the imax dome almost kind of like in the same way as soren but not yeah. not on that scale it just literally you go upstairs like one floor and then instead of having that one screen in front of you and you're in the box moving, it's wide open in that theater setting with a giant IMAX screen. And then if you look around, you can see a couple cars next to you. Okay. And then if you're on the bottom floor, then you can see two more rows of cars up above you. And it's all kind of open like that. And I know they do make a lot of people sick. I don't get motion sick off of these type of simulators. I actually get more sick off of the Star Tours type because I am confined in that box oh I, I would agree with that i get way more sick at star tours yeah. than i did at minion mayhem yeah the the open theater um that whole thing doesn't bother me at all i i much prefer it and that's why i think it's something that definitely has to be tried uh oh and that goes along with if you're actually fan of the simpsons or despicable me uh, but it seems like any any more these days everyone loves despicable me except for you you've I never seen it. seen it so it's not yeah yeah 
uh, the Simpsons have been on for 23 years now. Oh, I love the Simpsons. I probably will do the ride eventually. I just I, I'm going into it thinking I'm going to be sick, so I've I think, kind of been pushing it off. But I think you should. All right, I'll do it. But do we want to get back to more like dark dark ride? Yes, I think we should. Okay. So there are a lot of uh, dark rides, specifically in Fantasyland. Uh, I think in both Magic Kingdom, but also in Disneyland. Yeah. That Disney's kind of known for, and I, I think Universal has a pretty good one called uh, It's Cat in Hat. Cat in Hat. Yeah. They take the story. It's not the scary Mike Myers version. Right, it's the nice. It's, it's not. It's, it's the good based book. off the book. Um, but it's very similar to Winnie the Pooh, I would say, more so than anything. Um, you sit in a very similar car with two rows, um, and then it takes you around and does kind of a twisty thing. It takes you through the whole story, while the scenes are kind of played out in animatronics and kind of effects throughout the ride. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, in terms of, uh, once again, like I talked about for Peter Pan mm-hmm. over and over, and I'll do it with Cat in the Hat. I, I don't think that any little kid grows up and doesn't ever read the book Cat exactly the yeah hopefully they don't have to see the mike myers movie but as long as they read the book that that's good enough um it's a bad movie <laughs> no it's horrible <laughs> let's just be frank um yeah. but the book itself is so classic and yeah. every, everyone can relate to the story of their mom's leaving for the day and then all of a sudden a talking a bunch fish of, uh, a cat a with a big hat i mean things just running around thing causing one, mayhem. Too. I mean, it, everyone can relate. I, I love the ride itself. And I like yeah. that it is a little bit stepped up from just a easygoing Disney dark ride. It's almost, even though it's not a Disney World, it reminds me a lot of Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. And okay. that it's, you know, it's not so easy. In the going. motion. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of jerky in a way, not in an uncomfortable way, but no. just sudden movements. I well, would say. yeah. And however, they also did cut down the spinning. Well, it yeah, used to have a big spinning effect in it okay. that made a lot of people sick. Yeah. A lot of people were dropping their cell phones. Um, okay. Which you know nothing about no, dropping. No, I don't. No. I don't think we should talk about I it. Don't go there. That was yeah. embarrassing. But um, anyway, sorry. <laughs> it, they took out the spinning, okay. which is. And- Made it a lot more calm, a lot more mild, and definitely makes it even closer. And I think more families will actually enjoy going on yeah. it because of it. And it had a short wait. I mean, I don't. I'd be surprised if this any any times go, goes over right. twenty five minutes. Thirty. Uh, it'll get up to forty five minutes whenever okay, it's really 45? busy. All right. But, no, it, it does have a a big following behind it. Uh, clearly, <laughs> yeah. you're not one of them. But it, it's something. I'm not one of the what followers. One of the followers. I didn't say it was bad. I just think it's something to try if you are a fan of these Fantasyland dark rides. I'm pretty sure I said so, it was good. Yeah. But let's uh, let's go back to what I said before with okay. Dinosaur and the fact that that's technically a moving motion yes. simulator. Uh, this is where Universal goes crazy because they uh, have three of them. They have three of them. And, and Dinosaur, I would almost remove from that category only because there's no screen and glasses. So it's it's a real environment. So and that's really what kind of takes it over the edge for me. In dinosaur, the vehicle's open. Yeah. You're not watching a screen move at the same time you're moving. That's where the the trouble comes in. And all three of Universal's equivalents has this. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I I, I can't argue with you on that. Yeah. Um, granted, with Forbidden Journey, it is half and half. I mean, you have your screens, but then you also Sorry, have... all it takes is the one second of it. I, and that's, yeah. that's the type of thing you get sick. But for people who love dinosaur, mm. I think, I think for the people who are a fan of that and they don't get motion sick and they can take that type of thing. Exactly. With that caveat, I'll agree. Yeah. I, I think forbidden journey, Spider-Man and transformers are yeah. all better than dinosaur. I love, okay. I mean, when Spider-Man opened up back with the park in 1999, yeah. islands of adventure, it was, well, going back to Travel Channel specials, again, it was on all the Travel Channel specials when they were talking about, like, the greatest new rides coming to theme parks. Okay. And th- that type of technology is. It's amazing how they can do everything they do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I-, I think the technology still holds up to this day, and that's why Transformers uses the same exact kind. And that's why both of those rides constantly have hour-plus wait. And then for- Forbidden Journey just took it up another 14 notches and made one of the most motion sickness inducing rides ever created. No, very familiar. Yeah. I, I would, I would like to call it a puke machine. <laughs> you can't almost. call it that. Yeah. So, but that's, it, it definitely isn't for those who can't hold their lunch, but, uh, I, I think all three of those rides 
are even better than Dinosaur. And I love Dinosaur. If this was Indiana Jones out at Disneyland, that would be a different story. Yeah. Um, but in terms of Dinosaur compared to those three, these these three rides blow it out of the water. I don't I don't agree with that, obviously. But I will say, if you're someone that can handle the, the, the screens yeah. and the 3D effects and all that stuff, then you will probably agree with that. Well, agree yeah. to disagree, sir. I'm fine with that, yeah. So, but now let's get a little wet. Okay. So... Collie River Rapids at Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Um, it's a, what would you call it? It's not technically a raft. It's, it's a, raft. a round. Yeah, it's a raft. Okay, a raft. It's a raft So ride. You're, in a, you're in a round raft, and you're going down rapids, and that's the type of, the type of ride it is. Um, Grizzly River Rapids out in California Adventure is very similar mm-hmm. in the fact that it's the same kind of ride vehicle. Um, and then you go on like a, a River Rapids. Yeah, I mean, it's all the same. You board it on a, yes. on a, a moving platform. You mm-hmm. get in your thing. You put your seat buckle on. You go up a hill, and then you slowly go down, and then there's at least one big drop at one point in time. Yes. So at Universal, we have Bluto's, Popeye and Bluto's Billadrap Barb. <laughs> what is it? Barge. Barge. I'm, I'm not going to try to say it one more time. Popeye's and Bluto's. Bilge rat barges. Bilge rat barges. Bilge rat All right. barges. Is olive oil there? Olive oil is there in a sense. Oh, okay. Her spirit is there. It doesn't matter. All right. Just Maybe the okay, you I haven't been on. It, I have not so. done it yet. I've seen it, and from what I hear, you get completely drenched from this ride, which I think that's something that's great, especially in the summer uh, in Florida. But I would also time it with what you're doing. Well, I the wouldn't... fact is, it's in a place called Toon Lagoon. And when the lagoon is yes. in the title, you have to expect that you're going to get wet around every corner. And uh, it, basically, the only thing I have to say about Bluto's is it's probably the best water ride in Orlando. Okay. Um, Cali River Rapids. I know a lot of people leave it saying like, oh, yeah, that was fun. It was really short and only two people got wet. It's got an important message. I, I don't need a message whenever I'm going on a water ride. I want to get wet, except okay. for those weirdos who wear ponchos on or the ones that those are the worst people are ever. like, I wrote it, but I I'm didn't, I didn't want to get wet. I'm riding it's this. It's fine if you wear ponchos. It really is fine. It's not. <laughs> we'll have a discussion about that later. Okay. But Bluto's, you're absolutely going to get drenched no matter where you sit. And yeah. you don't need to know the story about Popeye. Everyone should know who Popeye is at least. But yeah. the fact is it's just an amazing water ride. And in a Florida summer when it's 90 degrees, I I would say wait in line for this because you're not going to be disappointed. Okay. So, so I guess I need to go do it. You do. Yeah. Chop, chop. Okay. Um, but for people who want to cool down without going yes. into the, uh, the icy depths of Popeye and Bluto's. Okay. You could also go into a 3d movie. <laughs> yes, you can do that. So, so Disney has a couple of them. They do Muppet Vision. Mm-hmm. Tough to be a bug. Yeah, they're, kind of, they're. I mean, there's obviously very there's differences, but in essence, you're in a theater. Uh, you are wearing glasses. You're watching a movie. It's kind of a, mm-hmm. a you know a nice experience. It's very peaceful. You just watch the movie. You could get bit by something, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, and also Captain EO too. Captain EO, yes. Well, it's a maybe bit. we don't know. We don't know if he's ever going to come back. Yeah, we'll to save the world. But that type of thing, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, that yeah. kind of thing. We all know what these movies are. Those things. Yeah. Well, Universal has one. They have two. Um, okay, yes, they do. The first one, Shrek 40. Oh, yes. I I feel like you have to mention it, but at the same time, I won't say if you like the 3D movies at Disney, you have to try Shrek 40. Okay. Because if you don't like Shrek and you're annoyed it all get out as Shrek as I am. I mean, okay. <laughs> I like the first movie. It was a classic one. But the, the second rest... one's better than the first. Uh, no, there's I... no question, Craig. Okay, okay. I'm not going to argue with you on yeah. that. I'm just saying if you go back and watch any of them now, it's really hard to get through. The second? All of them. I don't know about the second. I love the They're second. They're not really holding up. But be that as it is, it's the same type. If you like Shrek, try it. Yeah. Um, however, what I did want to mention, even though it is ages and ages old terminator 2 terminator 2 so it, it is it is a 3d film yes uh set kind of around the same time of terminator 2 uh and it's such a bizarre choice for a 3d movie in that a lot of parents won't take their kids to it because a they shouldn't be seeing terminator 2 to begin with to know about it before they go into the theme park okay i mean my mom let me watch terminator 2 whenever i was probably too young and I'm not okay. going to get on her about her judgment well, calls on watching, that. she's watching, so yeah. But be that as it is, I watched it. So now I knew about it before I went on it. Okay. And 
I mean, it you have your 3D screen. However, it's kicked up a bunch of notches again in more Emerald references because now you have actual live action stuff happening around you. Okay. So they have an Arnold lookalike and, well, it, it is Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's what he's doing now. It's Arnold. He's, he's working at Universal Studios. Uh, and, and you have all the people from the movies in they actually are moving around and they've got prop guns and they're shooting and going bang bang and uh, it's just there's no sound effects they're just I saying mean, bang, i'm not bang. i'm not going to go into the actual right. plot but it's actually it's real live characters inside interacting with what's happening on the movie screen as well okay so it blends it adds two. a nice element yeah so even if you haven't seen the movie and uh-huh. you don't like it I, I still say give it a try just because it's something different in terms of that movie. Sure, it, I completely agree. And yeah. I've never seen the Terminator movies. Yeah. But I will do this just to, to see you know, what it's like. Oh, and it makes it into yeah. a complete experience that's, that is definitely unique. This is a pretty old experience, right? Oh, yeah. No, it's... So, it's I believe it's dated. I know it's been a little while since you've done it, but... It is dated, yeah. but to an extent, Terminator, uh, Terminator 2 is a classic James Cameron movie. And he helped out on... And, like, directed all the scenes for it. And he was a big part in making the 3D movie. Okay. And, I mean, James Cameron had a hand in it, so he made sure that it lasted its age. So it, I wouldn't be upset if it lent, but at the same time, it, it is It holds good. up. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, so do you want to move on? Yeah, Shall we move, move on, on to a couple more thrill rides? Yeah. Um, so, you know, Disney isn't really known for their thrill rides, but there are a couple of, of roller coasters yeah. that I would consider solid roller coasters. They're not, you know, they're not, not Bush Gardens level. Yeah. Um, but you have Space Mountain, you have Expedition Everest, and Rock and Roller Coaster. All I would say are good. I don't know, good, good roller coasters. They're fun. Uh, something similar, you would say, is the Mummy. Oh, well, okay. I and, I wouldn't go ahead. Sorry. Well, here's what I want to say. So the Mummy's kind of uh, deceiving. And the fact that when you go in there and you see the vehicle, you sit down, it looks immediately just like the ride vehicle for Dinosaur, that type yeah. of ride where it's, you know, you sit in rows of four and it looks like a vehicle or a car. Yeah. Now, here's where the trick comes in, and that's why it's probably compared to these other three attractions, is because it's actually on a track. Yeah. And the second you take off, you realize it's not that same type of ride vehicle and system yeah. as those other rides. Well, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a roller coaster. It does start off very slow and kind of moves around almost yeah. in a mine train style. And then all of a sudden you get to some parts where you're going backwards and being shot off and then shot straight up. Um, the the reason why I lump it in the Space Mountain, Expedition Everest, and Rock and Roller Coaster is because it's it's kind of a combination of all three. Okay. In a sense. I mean, you have the inside type roller coaster like space mountain and then expedition everest kind of the the drops and the twists and the turns yeah. are very similar to the same size as those in the mummy mm-hmm. um no, the mummy doesn't have a big of drop um oh that's on everest. That first one yeah. is everest yeah, not no. not even close but still the the twisting and the turning it's on that same level mm-hmm. and then rock and roller coaster that that launch feature that people love you have it in the mummy too yeah and it's fun because you're going uphill almost the same way as you do it in the hulk and, and um, I would also add on other levels, um, it has a lot of comparisons to Rock and Roller Coaster and the way that things are laid out. And it's oh, you're yeah. inside, it's dark. Yeah. Um, but the, the way that you, the, the scenes are, are laid out, yeah. um, they're, they're lit up, you, you, you see things, you pass things. A um, lot of neon signs that they <laughs> use with black light. <laughs> are there? Are, in, oh, yeah. In The Mummy, there is. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, there's the different parts, obviously, to The Mummy. Yeah. I remember a lot of the, the animatronic guys, the mummies that jump at you. There's a lot of fire effects. Oh yeah. So I mean, it's a combination of all uh, all these, like you've been yeah. saying. Yeah. No, and I, uh, it's it's kind of that one fun attraction that's like all the other roller coasters at Disney mixed into yeah. one. So if you're a fan of any of those three, then I think it's something that you get all in one package right there. I agree. Uh, and I think in terms of thrill ride level, most people who will ride Space Mountain or Everest or Rock and Roller Coaster, they'll ride all of them unless they're afraid to go upside down. Maybe they don't do rocking, but Mummy doesn't go upside down. So I, I want to put that clearly, but yeah. it, I'd say it's on the same intensity as those rides. Sure. Definitely something that can't be missed, especially if you love Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Which everyone doesn't. does. Yeah. I, I love him. Um, I also want to mention uh, this can get a, a long queue. Yeah. Especially, you know, in high high, uh, high crowd times. Yeah. Um, but I would say it's worth it. And you do get the, the Express Pass if you if you have that. You can use that on this attraction. So. Yeah. I, I say it's definitely worth it. Definitely worth a wait. Absolutely. Yeah. I would agree. And one of the best rides at studios. Um, and then kind of wrapping up with this, we yeah. have one more ride. Okay. That I think is a favorite, especially in the summertime. 
And that is Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain, yes. Everyone's favorite ride about a movie they've not seen legally. <laughs> legally. The yes. thing about Splash Mountain is it's kind of in between. Uh, you, you, you are going to get wet, um, mm-hmm. depending on where you're sitting. Um, but there's a chance that you won't. It could just be a nice thrill ride. Yeah. You could walk off with just like a wet, you know, I don't know splash or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's not the same kind of vein as some of the people on Kali, even though you can go on Cali River Rapids and not get wet. Exactly. But the kind of assumption is you, you have the potential to get yeah. drenched. So um, that's kind of this, this in-between. So it's a water ride, but, you know, you might not get completely yeah. soaked. Um, Universal has Jurassic Park. Which I would definitely compare to Splash Mountain in the way that it tells kind of a story, and you go through. Uh, there's two parts. There's however, Jurassic Park is not a log ride. It is a well, yeah. It, it's a boat ride. You're in a boat, and you're sitting five people across six six rows back. Okay. So, it, I mean, it, it's a big boat, and if you've seen these big boats before, you know the one thing they do is they create a very very big splash. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of fun scenes as you go around seeing dinosaurs and then of course velociraptors go crazy take control um definitely not like splash mountain in that sense however that final drop on jurassic park is absolutely huge and it's everyone gets wet not they won't get soaked necessarily yeah, but you will your your face and your head will get yeah. wet yes. so and i mean it is a very very big and steep drop i would i would also argue that People are probably more scared of the drop than yeah. getting wet on this attraction. Yeah. Splash Mountain, the drop, you know, is fairly intense, and you can be scared of it, but this is way more intense than yeah. Splash Mountain. This yeah. this is definitely more intense. However, I I would ride it over and over again just for that last drop. Yeah. It's so much fun. I mean, the, the ride is so tall, you see it from I-4. Yeah. You immediately know that that's Jurassic Park oh, yeah. over there. And, uh, I mean, to get closer to Splash Mountain, though, we have Ripsaw Falls. Yes. And that is a log ride, um, unlike our splash mountain it's um it's actually sitting in a straight row mm-hmm. five people in each row yeah our splash mountain is side by side seating all the way back uh the the one issue with ripsaw is it, it's very it's a very tight condensed log so it's it's very hard for me to get in and out uh it, just because of my height and there's also like if i remember this correctly there's no texture there's no like grip so when yeah. the boat is is completely not the boat but the 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 vehicle is yeah. soaking wet. It is so awkward to get out of this thing. Your oh, hands are slipping. You can't like. You told me that it, there's it, a potential to have to help people. Oh yeah, they'll they'll take people in the back and they'll cut them out of the boat well, if they can't get out. I mean, I'm being dead honest though. Cut That's, them out. They'll they'll cut them out. All right. They'll but, do what they got to. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. But it's a great ride, and it's all in this cool kind of cartoon style of, of the, yeah Dudley Do Right. Dudley Do is what it's based yes. off of. So I mean. People might not be as familiar with Dudley Do-Right unless, once again, they're fans of Brendan Fraser and they've seen that great Rocky and Bullwinkle movie. I don't think he actually... No, they made a Dudley Do-Right movie. Did they? I don't know. They did. And then they also made the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie. With Rene Russo. Both were horrible. Yeah. Um, But they might not be that uh, in touch with who Dudley Do-Right is, but that doesn't matter. This is a really, really fun water ride. And... Whenever you go down that final drop, they kind of have a, a double dip, like oh, yeah, um, yeah. Splash Mountain, where you go down and then you come back up and then you level out. They have one of these on their final drop, except while you go in the level out portion, they also have these uh, these kind of rapids on uh-huh. the sides of the boats and where you are, and that water whips you in the face, and it hurts so bad. I mean, this, <laughs> this really water sell ride. This ride. This, yeah. Well, no, it... it it's fun because then you're laughing about it. <laughs> my so face is bleeding. bleeding. I'm, yeah. I'm pained. But there is no water ride, uh, no log ride that I've ever been on that's been like this. Yeah. It's it's one of a kind unless I just haven't found the other one. I know. And then, it's two of a kind. And then I'll just I will have say to that this is it. pretty similar in Splash Mountain in the fact that there's a bridge. Yeah. Um, so even if someone in your party doesn't want to ride this, there's a place to wait. And there's kind of that fun reveal that if you stand on the bridge – the the vehicle comes down the hill yeah. or whatever and you can get wet too but i, I yeah. give but one, one of my favorite water rides still not as good as bluto's yeah. but i highly recommend it and for people who want even more thrills than uh than splash mountain i think it's one to hit agree um yeah and then one last thing i just wanted to mention i forgot to put it in your script but oh, i have it in mind surprise. um uh, for fans of disney who like nighttime entertainment okay um it is worth 
watching the cinematic spectacular over at Universal Studios. Um, I like to combine it and say that it's kind of has fireworks and it's it's a combination of like trying to be world of color, but it's not because they don't have fun fountains. They just have screens with water mist coming down and okay. they, they shoot scenes. I, I like watching it to see the the good movies that Universal's made, like the monster movies and Jaws and Back to the Future. And then whenever they get to the comedy section where they are showing clips of their comedy movies with fireworks going off in the background and you have American Pie pop up and like, okay, that's weird. And then you have the Jim Carrey Grinch version pop up. That's in like, there? Oh, I, I haven't seen this yet. I see the fireworks from my apartment, but I, I've never seen the show. I like the show in that it shows you everything great that Universal has made but then at the same time, it also shows you that they have made a lot of really lousy comedies. <laughs> so they're honest and upfront about the, the quality of movies. They, they are. They, okay. they might consider them classics. Yeah. <laughs> the population definitely wouldn't. But it's something. I mean, it's not as good as any nighttime show at okay. Disney. But for well, people who like if they just want to see a firework go off, this is this is where you need to see it. So. Well, that that's a raving review. It, it, uh, I, I like it. But people that like to see a firework go off. I, only one. That's if there's any more than that, it, it starts ro- to scare me. It's the Roman candle in the driveway. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I mean, there are there's a lot of similarities and differences in attractions at Universal and Disney. Yeah. So I, I think our our the the point of us doing this is to show that there's you know there, there's things that you can really compare it to, and and if you do have this you know really affinity for Disney and you're very familiar with this stuff, there's it's it's easy to visit a new park that you've never yeah. been to, and even though you don't necessarily connect with some of the intellectual properties or some of the the themes of the rides, there are experiences that you can do that will that, that are just enjoy. as good. They're just as good, sometimes, sometimes even better. better. Yeah, chinks. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> But uh, just before we wrap things up, though, I, yes. I wanted to mention that we do have an official prize for okay. if you get the blurred image right and oh, you're randomly chosen. Okay. We are going to give a $50 gift card yeah. out that is for Amex, American Express. Uh, oh, wow. Because American Express is the official card holder of... Uh, well, they're if not the card holder. What are we taking? No, of uh, Universal. That's oh, the okay. official card to use there. Oh. So a Univer- uh, uh, Amex gift Amex card will gift work card. there. So $50 Amex That's gift really card. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So whoever guesses the blurred image right, you might win it. So good luck yeah, with good that. Luck. Um, but I think that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. Yes. So thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks. And... Uh, We will be back in two weeks with more. Thanks.